Proverbs chapter 4 in your Bible. The book of Proverbs chapter number 4. Thank you so much for being out tonight. Appreciate you being out on this cold or cool rainy night. The book of of Proverbs in chapter number 4. Pray for Miss Pam also. She is uh, actually flew to Washington State uh, this morning, and uh, she'll be uh, uh, speaking at a ladies' retreat out there and be flying back on Saturday. So if you'll just pray that, that uh, God will help her as she speaks to all the ladies out there and then just give her traveling mercies back home, get her back home. I, I sure appreciate uh, her and the time she puts into studying for things like this. She really is very diligent about that. And just want, I know she just wants God to use her for his honor and for his glory. Proverbs chapter 4, look down to verse number 23. Proverbs 4 and verse number 23. The Bible says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look, look right on. And Excuse me, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. We're going to visit those last four verses very briefly in the introduction, and we're going to focus on verse number 23 where the Bible says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Um, be a good time to get your heart fixed, wouldn't it? Your heart fixed. Let's pray and we'll get going. Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, that you have given us this place to come where it's dry and warm and comfortable, that we might come apart from our lives, from this world, And spend a little time with you. And I'm thankful, Lord, for the songs that have been sung tonight about you and how great you are and what you do in our lives. And I'm thankful for the challenge that's been given that we might go out and tell more folks about your wonderful saving grace. And now as we look into your word, we just pray for divine guidance in all that we say and do. We need your help. We need your power. Uh, Lord, that unction that can only come from you that you would speak to people's hearts tonight and help us, help us tonight, Lord, um, to walk away a little bit more determined and strengthened to live our life the way that you'd have it done. I pray for those that are watching by live stream, arrest their attention. I know it can be a little bit harder for them. Lord, I pray you would arrest their attention and they would get exactly what they need from this message message tonight. We'll thank you for all you do. Lord, we definitely, definitely need your help. And pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing and please do be seated. <clears throat> I think one of the main things that we need to remember right off the bat as we look at that portion of scripture is who ultimately wrote it. And the, the, ultimate, the, the ultimate writer of this was God. Okay, we, we do believe this is the Word of God. And so the ultimate writer was God. And this is not the only time that he encouraged us 
us in that way. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Over in Deuteronomy chapter number 4 and verse number 9, the Bible says, Only take heed to thyself, and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, unless they depart uh, unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them uh, thy sons and thy sons' sons. And so we have to be diligent um, to, make sure that, um, to make sure that we are keeping our heart with all diligence. We're going to have to work at being the people of God that God wants us to be. I've often wished, Brother Jake, that it was natural. That once I got saved, that everything, that everything that God wanted to do in my life would just naturally happen. But that's not the way that it works. He saved my soul and began to work in my heart that eventually worked its way onto the outside. And he continues to work to try to help me to stay on path doing the things that he would have me to do. So we have to keep a close watch on ourselves. I've said it a hundred or thousand times since I've been pastor here. God will not make us do anything. He's not going to make us do anything. That's not the way that he works. We have to diligently be on watch as we walk through this life. Uh, we need to walk circumspectly. What, is that, what does that mean? We need to walk watching all around us. Because I'm telling you, we're surrounded, aren't we? And I'm telling you, and if we're not careful, we're not careful. The enemy, it, the adver, our adversary, the devil... Who walks, or who, who walks about sinking whom he may devour. I'm telling you, he'll come get us if we're not careful about it. So we have to be diligent in this life as we walk through this life. That we not let anything hinder the work that God is trying to do in our heart. Um, and of course we know that taking a daily look into the mirror of the word of God uh, helps us. It lets uh, uh, We let it inspect us for spots or for blemish or anything in there that would hinder us from being what God would have us to be. And uh, it also goes on where we read tonight to talk about how we're to watch our mouth. Verse 24, put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Psalm 34, 13 says, keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. So we have to watch our mouth. And it talks about our eyes in verse 25. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Um, in Job 31, 1, Job said, I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I look, uh, why then should I think upon a maid? So it's good to make a covenant and make sure that our eyes only see those things they need to see. And it talks about our feet in verses 26, 27, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left, remove thy foot from evil. And over in Ecclesiastes chapter number five and verse one, it says it like this, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil. And so we have to watch ourselves. But again, tonight, excuse me, tonight we're going to focus primarily on verse number 23. So let's look at the last half, last half of the verse first. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. We have to understand what this is saying. <clears throat> the issues of life. That word issue is a word that is, is uh, also, it, it's translated the, the, the ultimate result or the ultimate event or the ultimate outcome of a proceeding or an affair or whatever the case may, uh, case may be. And the, the outcome for, uh, for out of it are, is the outcome of life, a, a, a final product, uh, an, an end result, uh, uh, the final consequences, a uh, uh, final issue. Uh, 
so out of the heart comes the final product of our life. Are you, are, you, are you getting this? Out of our heart comes the final product of life. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, don't get me too far off. But I'm telling you, what we think works into what we do. And then we pay the consequences of that, whether they be good or bad. No, no, no. What we allow out of our heart, that we do. And the consequences of that are either going to be good or they're going to be bad. So, so keep the heart with all diligence for out of it, out of the heart are the issues of life or the consequences of life or the outcome of life, the end result of decisions, the consequences that must be paid, the outcome of life, the outcome of life. Have you ever thought, man, oh man, I sure wished I could go back and change some things. Boy, I sure wish I could go back and do some things different along the way. Or if I'd only done this instead of doing that. I mean, it sure would have worked out a lot better. And we know this for sure. You can't should have. Well, I should have. You can't should have. It's it's an impossibility. You can't do that. But we can learn from what we've done. And then we can keep a close watch on our heart. Because God says we're to do that. Keep thy heart with all diligence. So it's, it's very important, no doubt, that we keep our mouth and our eyes and our feet the way that we should, according to the Bible. But the end result of all those things will start in the heart. It's going to start in the heart. And the outcome of our life is not just left to chance. Uh, okay, Sunday night we talked, about, we talked about the issue of the heart. That we're not loving God with all of our heart. Uh, that, that, that there's things in there that the iniquity of our heart, those things that should not be in there. We have to guard our heart. We have to keep our heart heart. Um, If we're not careful, we'll fall into this worldly philosophy of, well, you know, I guess that's just the way it was meant to be. And in some cases that, that might be true, certain situations, but when the outcome, listen to me, please, when the outcome is caused by a series of decisions that we have made that are contrary to the word of God, then we may need to check the guardrails of our heart. I mean, we may not be keeping our heart the way that we should if we continue to make bad decisions that continue to have bad consequences. And and, and I know, I know, I know, well, preacher, you know, all things work together for good. But the rest of the verse that we glibly drag that out of, the verse says all things work together for good to them that love God, uh, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So yes, all things can work together for good if we are loving God the way that we should. And that, again, is an issue of the heart, isn't it? Come on, it's an issue of the heart. What is in our heart? What we allow in there and what we allow out of there is going to cause us good things or bad things. So yes, all things do work together for good to those who are diligently trying to live for God. So out of the heart will flow good products to the edification of others and to the glory of God. Or if not properly guarded, the outcome could be much less than God ever intended for it to be. We have to be careful about this. The issue of life could be destruction. Listen to me. The issue or the outcome of life could be destruction and sorrow and fear and worry and indifference and a host of other negative byproducts. So what can we do to avoid having such an outcome in our life? Well, we have to be on guard. We must be on guard. No, the very first part of the verse. Uh, uh, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So we have to be on guard. And he says, to do that, we have to keep our heart, to keep our heart with all diligence. 
Um, can we keep our heart by ourselves? No way. No, no, no. It's not going to happen. Because the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. We know the verse well. But verse number 10 says this. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. So we have to depend upon the Lord to be the keeper of our heart, but we must allow him to search it. Listen to me, please, and get this. We're, we're, the upcoming revival, a revival starts Sunday. We have to allow the Lord to search our heart and to expose those things that are going to cause destruction. And it could be a multitude of things that are in there. So we have to ask God to search our heart. We have to allow him to search our heart. You know what I found out? I found out that if we ask God to search our heart, to shine the light on the deep recesses of our heart, if I can say it like that, or, or even to say, you know, that to ask God to kick open the doors of our heart that we've had shut up for a long, long time because we don't want anybody to know about that part. Is anybody following me here? No, no, no. And we just ask him. We ask him, Lord, please do something. I mean, please, please help me. Please, please. I mean, search me, oh God. Search me. Search me. I found out if we ask him, he will. But here's the whole key to that. Once we ask him, and he does, then we have to be willing to admit what shouldn't be there. And we have to, no, no, not only admit it, but repent of those things. I mean, Lord, correct me. Come on, we touched this Sunday night some. Correct me. I, I, I mean, Lord, I, there's something wrong down in here, and I, I don't want it to continue. I don't want to keep acting like that. I don't want to keep thinking like that. I don't want to keep talking like that. I don't want to keep being like that. I, I, I don't want that type of spirit. I don't want that type of attitude. I don't want to be that way anymore. I want to be everything that you would have me to be. I want to be conformed into the image of your son. I, I want to live that Christ-like life that you want all of us to live. I, I mean, we have to be willing to ask him for the help that only he can give. Once we ask him to search our heart, to search the dark recesses of our heart, to kick open those doors that haven't been opened because we don't want anybody to know about it. And we have to be willing to confess that. And not only confess that, but repent of those things and allow God to do the things that only he can do. But we have to understand this. Even if we do that, I mean, ask him to search and he exposes and we confess it and we repent of it. Then as we try to diligently do those things that he would have us to do or stop doing those things he would not have us to do, then we have to, we have to be on guard. We have to guard our heart with all diligence because it is still wicked, isn't it? I mean, the Bible declares that. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot deny it whatsoever. <clears throat> One Bible commentator wrote this. I thought it was good. I'm going to read it to you. He said this, quote, the mind, uh, talking about guarding our heart. Listen, guarding our life, guarding our heart. The mind from vanity, the understanding from error, the will from perverseness, the conscience clear of guilt, the affections from being inordinate, and set on evil objects, the thoughts from being employed on bad subjects, the whole form falling into the hands of the enemy or be in the possession of Satan, great diligence has need uh, great diligence had need be used in keeping it 
uh, since it is naturally so deceitful and treacherous. A strict eye is to be kept upon it. All the avenues to it uh, to be watched. That nothing hurtful enters or evil comes out. I like that. That nothing hurtful enters or evil comes out. It is to be kept by all manner of means that can be thought of. By prayer, hearing, reading, meditation. And above all, listen, by applying to Christ for for his grace and spirit to sanctify, preserve, and keep it. We can't do it by ourselves. I'll say it again. We can't do it by ourselves. And, and, and when we are willing to be very open with the Lord. And allow him to search our heart. And allow him to expose those things. And then uh, humble ourselves with a willingness to go to him and ask him for correction. I mean, and, and willfully repenting of these things. I want to be different along the way. He will do that work. He will definitely do that work. And he will continue to help us do that if we will do things his way. And if we are constantly keeping our heart, guarding our heart, that, that with all diligence, that we're making sure that things aren't going in and things aren't coming out. We have to guard our heart. <clears throat> that word uh, uh, guard, as I use it there, means to keep it safe from harm or danger. Just the word guard, keep it safe from, from, hard or, uh, uh, from harm or danger, to protect it, to watch it. We're not going to let anything in that would cause danger in our lives. And we're not going to let anything out that would uh, destroy our testimony of what God is trying to do in our lives. But that word guard also means to keep under close watch in order to, to prevent escape, <laughs> misconduct. Okay. Has there ever been a time in your life that you felt like you were doing pretty good spiritually and then something happened and about in a split second all of a sudden something came out of your mouth that shouldn't have come out of your mouth? Jesus said, out of the heart proceedeth all these bad things. So we do have to guard it. We have to keep it. I, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's because we do still have that old nature. We have to be careful about that. And if we're going to keep our heart in check, um, uh, uh, it, we're going to have to keep our heart in check, lest it escape and act wrongly. I like Proverbs 23, 19. Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Guide thine heart in the way. We don't let it control us. We control it. We don't let it tell us what to do, how to act. We don't, no, no, no. We don't run on our emotions. Somebody say amen. No, no, we don't run on our emotions. We don't let our heart, we don't let our heart guide us. We do our best to guide our heart in the way. Again, our heart is, is wicked. And if we don't keep an eye on it, it's, it's going to be leading us instead of us guiding it. It will be leading us. No, no, it will lead you. It will lead you to think things you shouldn't think. It will lead you to do things you shouldn't do. It will lead you to act ways you shouldn't act. It will lead you in a negative way if you're not keeping guard on it, if you're not keeping watch on it. I mean, if you're not being diligent about it, it will make you mess up. Psalm 119 verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Verse 10, With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Verse 11, Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. And so, so we, we, uh, uh, 
We fill our heart with the Word of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, clean up his life? What, how are we going to do that? Well, by, by, taking heed, by taking heed thereto according to thy Word. We, we, we allow the Word to, to, to change us and mold us and make us. We watch over and guard and guide our heart with the precious Word of God. We don't let it get out of control. And when it starts trying to rise up and break out, we rein it back in with the Word of God. We can't let it escape because it will. Uh, no, no, no. It, and it can, it can happen just like that. Just like I said a moment ago, it can happen so very quickly. Uh, pretty soon we're looking at something we shouldn't look at, listening to something we shouldn't listen to, saying something we shouldn't say, thinking something we shouldn't think. I mean, it can happen just very quickly, can't it? Psalm 19.14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We have to keep our heart with all diligence. We have to guard it. We have to guard it. The meditation of my heart. What do you dwell on all day? What do you think about all throughout the day? Well, preacher, I've got a job to do, and so I'm thinking about my job a lot. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We need to do that. But I'm telling you, there's those, um, there's those other moments, aren't there? Come on, there are those times during the day that you just don't have to be actually thinking about what you're doing. I mean, really thinking about what you're doing at that time. So something's going to consume our mind, isn't it? Something's going to be going on up there. And, and we have to, no, no, and, and again, we can't do this on our own. We, we're asking God. We're asking God, just like the psalmist did. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We're trusting God to help us with all of this because we can't do it on our own. I, I'm telling you, this type of thing, it help your spirit, it help your attitude, it help every part of your life. You, you know, people get so down today and discouraged and, and, and disheartened and, 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 and downtrodden. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, I, and it, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not a big surprise that it happens because of all the bad things that are going on in the world today. I mean, there's a lot of negative, isn't there? We're surrounded by it. I mean, I've just about completely, I've just about completely uh, stop watching the news because I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. All the negative, 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 negative. And I try to stay up with world events, but I mean, I'm just not going to watch it all the time, all the time and have all this stuff going in because I'm telling you, I can live a much more peaceful life. If, if, if I, keeping up with world events is not a bad thing, but I can live a much more peaceful life if I'm taking this in more than I'm taking worldly events in. And it helps me to be more of who I'm supposed to be and act the way I'm supposed to act and think the way I'm supposed to think and be the way that I'm supposed to be. I'm telling you, we have to be very, very careful, don't we? And I know that I see, it probably just seems like I hound on it all the time, but social media, we have to be so very careful because it's easy to, put, it's easy to get onto your computer and, and, put, and take in four or five hours of social media or even an hour or two hours of social media just thumbing through all these things. And you're, pretty soon you're taking more of those worldly thoughts and memes and pictures and all that than you are things that are coming out of this book. I'm telling you, if we truly want revival in our hearts, if we want revival in our home, if we truly want revival, in our own lives if we want to be led by the by the spirit of god by the word of god we're going to have to be in the word of god we're going to have to be meditating upon it more than we're meditating on the things of this world so we have to be careful about that 
We, we, have to, we have to guard our heart. We keep our heart. That word guard also means to keep under control or restraint as a matter of caution or prudence. To, to guard one's temper. <laughs> it's a good idea to guard your temper, isn't it? Yeah. We have, to be, we have to be controlling. We have to be restraining our heart at times. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, I die daily. And that speaks of dying to what our own heart would want to do. Lord, what will thou have me to do? So we restrain ourselves. We restrain ourselves. And we make sure that the wrong thoughts aren't going on in our head. We, we, think about, we think about all these things we could have or could be doing and all these different things. <clears throat> and too often we don't think about the consequences if we did have that or did do that or did go there or did have them or whatever the case may be. You know, if we keep God first and dwell on the things of God more than we're dwelling on everything else, I'm telling you, it will help every part of our life. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. People, people don't get despondent and people don't get discouraged and people don't, uh, people don't fall into depression because they're, because they're meditating on the Word of God, I can guarantee you. So we have, to allow, we have to allow God to guide us in a way. Look, look it, it, this, this helps every part of our life. Every part of our life. It'll help, no, no, it, it'll help you to be the young person you're supposed to be. It'll help you be the man you're supposed to be, the lady you're supposed to be. help you be the wife you're supposed to be, the husband you're supposed to be, the father you're supposed to be, the mother you're supposed to be. I mean, this book will help every part of our life. Every part of our life. Every part of our life, there's people that out there spending millions of dollars year after year on these, all these self-help books out there. I just need to find a book. I need to find a book that's going to help me. I need to find a book that's going to help me. And I really believe if we just spent more time in this book, that we would have the help that we need. Because this is a supernatural book. It's not like any other book that's on the market. It is the very Word of God. And I'm telling you, it can have more effect on us when we don't even realize it's having an effect on us as we just allow it to go in and allow it to go through and go through. But, well, preacher, you know, I tell you, it's just so hard. It's just so hard. Well, I mean, there's always going to be that spiritual fight. There's always going to be the spiritual warfare. Our flesh would much rather be doing something easier than reading the Bible. But I'm telling you, you won't find anything that will be any more helpful than reading your Bible. Well, what about all them parts I don't understand? I'm telling you, the water of the Word just flowing through has a cleansing effect on it. No, no, I, no, no. I'm telling you, the more you read the Bible, the more it's going to help you. The more you read the Bible, the more it's going to change you. The more you read the Bible, the more it will help your heart. The more you read the Bible, the more strength you will have to overcome that sin that's in your life. The more that you get the Word of God in you, the more victory you're going to have in every part of your life. It is so important that we stay in the Word of God. Preacher, you just you harp on us all the time to read the Bible. I harp on you all the time to read the Bible because I know it will help you. I don't get I don't get extra points for that. 
I don't get bonuses for that. How, how many people do you have to read the Bible? this time? I don't know. I got this many. Okay, well, you get a bonus for that. I don't get a bonus for that. The whole thing is, is I know that if you'll get in the Word and stay in the Word, I mean, and, and believe the Word and submit yourself and do those things, take heed and submit yourself, I'm telling you, to change your life, it'll change every part of your life. It will make you a person that you never dreamed you could be. God's in the life-changing business. And we get so consumed with ourselves and all the things that's going on around us and, 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 and all these different things. And pretty soon, I mean, they're more important than anything that God has to say to us. And we miss out. Really on what God's trying to do. And a lot of it's because of our wicked heart. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, the Bible says, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Well, we have to be careful. We have to be very, very careful. Because if we're not, I'm telling you, things could happen in such a way, things could happen in such a way that it robs us of what God's trying to do. So, so we, 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 we bring our body into subjection. That word guard also means to provide or equip with some safeguard or protective appliance to prevent loss, injury, etc. You say, well, what can we do? Well, we need to apply a safeguard. We need to be careful. Um, we need to, no, no, get, get this. No, no, um, we're, we're, man, we'll, we'll be out of here in no time. We need to let someone build a guardrail around our heart. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? Proverbs twenty three twenty six says, My son, give me thine heart. Give me thine heart. Psalm twenty seven fourteen says this, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 31 verse 24, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. I've always loved Psalm 51 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Well, that's a good one right there, isn't it? No, no, that's a good thing to pray right there. I mean, only God can change our heart. Whether we need salvation, whether we need to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, I mean, or, or whether, we just, whether we, we just need help from God. I'm telling you, He can create in us a clean heart. He can renew a right spirit within us. Psalm 57, 7 says, My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. My son, give me thine heart. <clears throat> I tell you who's going to help us most, it's going to be the Lord. But we have to submit ourselves. We have to be willing to take him at his word and then do whatever he would have us to do. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Remember who's speaking to us here. Come on, I'm right done. It's God that's speaking to us here. And he says this to us. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. 
anywhere we find a commandment such as this in the Bible, we know that God's grace will be sufficient to see us through. If he tells us to keep our heart with all diligence, he will help us to keep our heart with all diligence if we're dependent upon him. If we're relying upon him, if we're submitting ourselves to him, he will help us with all of this. Is your heart where it needs to be? I I mean, does does it seem to be... Does it seem to be out of control? Are you really in control? Does the Lord have your heart? That you're willing to submit to Him in whatever He would have you to do? It might be that you need to come down to an altar tonight and just get your heart fixed. (laughs) Fixed on the Lord. Decide to be an overseer, uh, an overseer of what your heart does instead of letting it be the one that decides the outcome of your life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life, the outcome of life, the consequences of life. Preacher, I tell you, I'm just having a hard time and it seems like I'm making this decision and that decision and everything just seems to be falling apart and things aren't going the way that they should, whatever the case may be. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you will allow God to do what only God can do in your heart, it will affect the whole rest of your life. The rest of your life. Yeah. Let's stand. Would you stand with me? Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. Boy, tonight would be a good night to get that settled. We'd be happy to take a Bible and show you how you could have that settled uh, if you would just be willing to come. Maybe God dealt with your heart tonight. Maybe your heart's out of control. Maybe your heart's guiding you more than anything else is guiding you. Your heart's guiding you more than the Lord's guiding you. Maybe there's way too much fear in your heart, anxiety in your heart. Maybe there's too much doubt in your heart. Maybe your heart's prompting you to do things you shouldn't do, to listen to things you shouldn't listen to, watch things you shouldn't watch, say things you shouldn't say. Maybe your heart seems to be in control a lot more than God seems to be in control of your life. Why don't you just come tonight and ask God, search me, O Lord. Help me. Try me. Fix me. Lord, fix my heart. Help me to put you first in all that I do. Father, bless this invitation. I pray your perfect will would be done in each life. And we'll thank you for whatever you accomplished. You accomplished. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. You need to come. Some have already come. You need to come. Maybe you need to make an altar right where you are. Whatever the case may be, take some time to talk to God. Is your heart where it needs to be? Are you on track? Do you guard it diligently? Are you in your Bible every day? 
whatever God wants to do. Folks are praying. Still plenty of time. Just let God have his way.